got a story I want to tell this morning. The problem is for the very young people who are with us today, you may have to go home, parents, grandparents, godparents, aunts, uncles, and explain to them the, the situation in the world that was going on at the time that this story occurred. It's been a long time ago. Not as long as Mario's been around, but it's been a long time ago. One day long ago, when things were looking darkest for the free world, a man named Adolf Hitler was addressing a large audience in Germany. On the front row sat a man of pronounced Semitic appearance. He looked Jewish, okay? Following his address, Hitler came down from the platform, walked up to this man who had been on the front row, and said, while I was speaking, you were laughing. What were you laughing about? The man replied, I was not laughing. I was thinking. Well, what were you thinking about? Asked Hitler. I was thinking about my people, the Jews, and that you are not the first man who didn't like us. A long time ago, there was another man who didn't like us. His name was Pharaoh, and he put heavy burdens on us in Egypt. But for years, we Jews have had a feast called Passover. And at that feast, we have a little three-cornered cake. And we eat that cake in memory of the Pharaoh. Years later, there was another man who didn't like us. His name was Haman. And he did his best to get rid of all the Jews throughout the realm of King Ahasuerus. But for years, we Jews have had another feast. It's called the Feast of Purim or Purim. And at that feast, we have a little four-cornered cake. And we eat that cake in memory of Haman. By the way, if you want to know more about that story, look up the Old Testament book of Esther. And while you were up there speaking, sir, I was sitting here thinking and wondering what kind of cake we were going to eat to remember you by. How shall we treat our enemies? Well, I'd suggest that this Jewish gentleman was on the right track. For how many of us have been wronged mistreated, humiliated, or dissed, or plotted against by our enemies, how many of us have not felt that rush of hatred and that longing for vengeance? We would take to ourselves a godlike power over them, punishing them, bringing them down, having them feel remorse, or even desiring their death. 
like the ancient small g god Zeus or the small g god Thor or the Hindu god Kali. There is this idolatrous hatred even within Christian hearts that wills ill upon one's enemy in return for ill received. But vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. So we are to hand over our enemies to God, the true God, the living God. As a Christian, one has to ask, how does God deal with evil? How does the true God deal with sinners? He redeems them by his blood. For sin binds us to the enemy, to the evil one, to Satan. So Christ, out of the great love with which he loved us, rescues and sets us free from the devil's snare. Through his death on the cross, Jesus frees us from death and sin and the power of the evil one. Christ has shed his blood on the cross to redeem all humanity, all men, all women. And so every human person has been anointed with Christ's blood so that every one of us through grace is potentially a friend of God, a future saint of heaven. If we have hope, we claim this as the promise of the risen Lord Jesus who makes the world new again. And how does the living God deal with those who hate him? Oh, well, he sends fire to devour them and blaze upon the earth. By that I mean that God's Holy Spirit comes like fire to purify them of sin and hatred and to inflame their hearts with his love. For the Holy Spirit is always at work to warm hearts that are cold with hatred and murderous intent. God comes as sweet anointing from above to calm the heat of humanity's anger and to straighten out their crooked wills. I've got so much arthritis in that finger, I can't get it straight. Maybe God will straighten. So our hearts will burn, not with anger or hatred, but with love. If we, as Christians, have God's Holy Spirit upon us as well. So let our enemies stir up in us a desire to become little g-gods, but not like the idols and false gods of vengeance and hatred, but let us choose to become like Christ like the true God, the living God, the one God in whose name we have been baptized. Now, folks, I live in the same world you do. And what I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself. I didn't say it was going to be easy. 
and neither did Jesus. Therefore, let us regard our enemies as our loving God does. Let us look rightly upon our enemies with Christian hope and love. Let us know with living faith that the ones we hate have also been anointed with the blood of Jesus Christ. They may not know it. They may not act like it. But Christ has died to redeem all humanity. So, as King David says in the Old Testament reading for today, the Lord forbid that I should raise my hand against the one that the Lord has anointed. Instead, Jesus tells us to raise our hand in blessing, to call down God's power upon them so that Christ can save them from their sins, so that the Holy Spirit can change and convert their hearts and turn them away from evil so that they can be rescued from Satan's seductions and claimed for God's own kingdom of justice, his kingdom of peace, his kingdom of love. Is it too much to ask in that kingdom that we can drive the streets without fear of those who drive around us? Could that be part of the kingdom too? How then will God repay our enemies by defeating the enemy, the evil one? And so God will turn our enemies into his friends and he will have them stand alongside us in the struggle for goodness and grace and he will model them on Christ who was the heavenly man. Therefore, as St. Augustine, or St. Augustine, if you prefer, as he prays, may our enemies believe as we do believe in God. May they become friends and put a stop to hostilities. May they become heaven and they will be with us. You think that's a bit Pollyanna. Read a short biography of St. Augustine. The world he lived in had barbarians at the gates. Following St. Augustine's example, we too need to believe that God can and will convert hearts. He has not converted ours. There's a question for you. Has he not converted ours? If he can convert mine, he can convert anyone's. So God mercifully now invites us to per participate in this conversion of others, to become co-redeemers with Christ by praying for the salvation of our enemies. May our enemies stir up in us the desire to become like a big G God. When we are hurt, and maltreated by other human beings, let our response be divine. For does not the blessed Trinity dwell within you? Does not the blood of Jesus flow in your veins? You know you are what you eat. That's not just a physical law, it is a spiritual law. 
does not the fire of God's Spirit burn in our hearts? Yes, we belong to the Lord. And does not the world need this desperately to see the difference His grace can make in human lives? So let our response to all friend and foe alike be like Christ's. Love, do good, bless, pray. It may be that seeing our good works, others will look upon we Christians and desire also to become like God, our God the only true and living God of love. Amen.